Hello and welcome to Wise Woman Wednesdays. My name is Jennifer Regular and I'm the Solar Illuminator at Lighting the Path. And I'm here today with Angelica Mata. She is joining me from Spain. And this is why I love doing this podcast so much because they get to bring these phenomenal women from all around the globe to share their stories, what lit their path, how they became who they came here to be and do what they came here to do and share the messages and the tools and strategies that they've learned, they've studied, and they've used themselves to be able to transform into the life that brings them so much joy and passion and freedom and love and all the things that we want to be experiencing in this lifetime to inspire you and empower you so you can become who you came here to be and do what you came here to do. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest here today. Angelica was inspired by the work of CJ Young. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. And also Dane Radenhar, which led to the decision to specialize in psychological astrology. Angelica holds a certification from the Academy of Astropsychology, created by the astrologer and psychotherapist, Glenn Perry. A few years ago, Angelica Matev went through a cycle of a deep transformation after losing her mother and her husband to cancer in just two weeks. With the help of her spiritual gifts and the empowering exploration of her inner world with astropsychology, she was able to overcome the devastating pain of losing loved ones and focusing on rebuilding her life. At the age of 51, she met and shortly after married the love of her life. She started her own business and has never been happier. Angelica believes that every person and every story is a precious gift from the universe and comes with great potential for amazing discoveries, growth, and personal evolution. Today, she joins me to share how to reframe self-limiting beliefs with astral psychology. Angelica, welcome. It is so wonderful to have you here. I know we've had a discussion several months ago about self-discovery, and now we're looking at those beliefs. What's holding us back? And all through the art of astral psychology, which I just love. I love even just saying astral psychology. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome again for joining me. Thank you so much, Jen. It's a real pleasure to be here with you again. And uh, I love your work. It's so aligned with also the different themes and topics I work uh, on and with. And it's a pleasure to be your guest again. Oh, thank you thank so you much. For that. <laughs> thank you for that wonderful introduction as well. Yes, it kind of sums up my path, which... You know, when we recount the facts, uh, it sounds like uh, some kind of movie we're watching and it's hard to believe that it actually happened, but uh, this is part uh, of our experience and journey. Here we all come to learn certain things and to go through different cycles. It happened for me and because all my life I've been uh, so driven by my passion for astrology and psychology, I've been studying, looking for ways to put it together. And uh, my life, thanks to my emphasized Sagittarius, has turned to be this big journey around the world. So I was able to learn, study, acquire different qualifications, and then go through those experiences you, you just described. So for me, knowledge became uh, 
experience and and kind of personal wisdom that I was able to put together through all these different steps of my journey. And the minute I realized that regardless of how hard things and circumstances may turn out to be in life, there is always a reason, a purpose, and an opportunity. And that's my main message throughout all my uh, talks and materials and everything I share with people. It's never too late to start again to rebuild, to transform, and to explore new opportunities to make the most of our time here. Because I know everyone has their own difficulties, pain points, and, and uh, challenges to go through. But what happened to me proved that this is crisis, which comes for a reason to review and uh, evaluate the path behind before we make a decision to continue forward. And I realized at that time that a lot of my ideas, a lot of my personal narrative was very much focused on certain beliefs I had at the time that led me to um, wanting certain things yet not making them happen. Turns out after this huge change and transformation, um, I had to start focusing on what kind of reality I'm gonna build from now on. Mm. And at this time, I realized that my thoughts and ideas about certain things have gone under a lot of deep change and transformation as well. So I kind of reinvented myself, my value and belief system and started working with astropsychology as my own practice. Decided to focus on helping people as much as I can on their own journeys so they can understand the power of their own ability to choose the direction in which they want to go, to start over if needed, and to always believe in uh, the universe and the power of our own skills and abilities to create and choose our own path. And that's what happened to me. So I'm here to share what I've learned from my own experience and my practice with clients, how our belief system is formed and how much of it is serving us and what part of it requires to be changed and refrained so we can move forward and continue further a lot more authentic and empowered. Indeed, indeed. Thank you for that sharing. And I love that you spoke of astropsychology as basically a bridge to what life was, is mm -hmm. now and still becoming. And what was it about astropsychology that really appealed to you, that ignited that passion? Can you tell us a bit more about what astropsychology even is? Absolutely, yes. I love that question. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know a lot of people are familiar with astrology, although in its you know pop culture version, it's not really uh, doing justice to, to the value of this system of sacred knowledge, but at least people are familiar with the concept. And then, of course, we all know about psychology, but the two together is relatively new compared to the long history of this, this disciplines, you know, in time. So astropsychology is an integrative system that 
puts together the traditional methods of astrology with Jungian archetypes and concepts, analytical psychology, counseling, and therapeutic approaches as well. Wow. And uh, traditional astrology is more focused on what a chart can tell about certain realities and givens and maybe events for those who focus on predictions, which is not my priority, but this is part of what certain traditional methods use. And because of that, it's known to be focused on the content of the chart, meaning the message to the client would be, you have this, which means that, and there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> now, I have great respect, of course, for all kinds of astrological schools, because after all, psychological astrology is based on, on those methods. But what it does, it takes them one step further and, and to a different level, which just like us as people and our life and world is evolving, so does astrology. And because astrology has, through its connection to mythology, human experience, and uh, archetypes and different stories that we all live, regardless you know where we are in the world, there are emotions and feelings and, and wants and needs that we all share as human beings. So astrology was able to give a representation of, of all that. That's why Carl Jung refers to astrology as the, the sum of all uh, psychological knowledge of antiquity. Mm. Because at the time, they didn't have this kind of uh, explanations we're using today as concepts and, and, and therapeutic uh, ideas and methods. But using astrology and, and the mythological figures and the gods and goddesses, a lot of what's actually happening was explained through, uh, through these categories. So when we bring all this together, it's possible to uh, use a discipline that is an amazing tool of great value for the journey of self-discovery. Because like I mentioned earlier, traditional astrology focuses on content, psychological astrology focuses on process, mm. meaning how that content can be used in a much more active and proactive way. So we can move from fate, which is kind of sealed through the content of the chart, it cannot change. That was the snapshot of the sky when we were born. Mm. That never changes. But we do. We can change. And that change means some kind of movement in a certain direction, which represents the process. And the value of this is uh, when I work with my clients exploring the chart, we can identify the underlying uh, causes of certain issues that are usually chronic, repetitive, although Oftentimes, people are not really aware of the connection between their own inner world, their own psychology, and the reality they experience. Ah. That's why, you know, the, the uh, ancient philosophers uh, use this, this quote, um, character is fate, meaning a lot of the way we think that the different thinking and behavioral patterns based on those drives, beliefs, and motives reflected in the chart by the position of the planets can tell us what choices we're likely to make. How are we likely to process experience? Because let me tell you, few people in the same situation are experiencing that situation very differently. Mm -hmm. And that is based on their own psychological structure, which through this integration of various models that I just listed earlier is possible to be decoded 
as the different parameters of the structure of one's psyche based on their birth chart. And of course, there are very specific you know, terms and, and ways in which this information can be used because, for example, the position of the sun in a given sign would tell a lot about what kind of self-image this person has, what is their ego structure, their sense of personal identity, where do they seek validation, how do they express themselves, what is the relationship with their father. Naturally, if we have what we call in astrology affliction, meaning a difficult aspect coming from another planet representing uh, challenging energy, this immediately would tell that there is quite a lot to work on to overcome issues with self-worth, self-doubt, etc. The same approach, but with a different, of course, meaning goes for the moon, which represents the emotional self, our memory, our need for emotional security, uh, the relationship and the perception we have of the mother or the mother figure, and what message we received growing up based on, uh, on this emotional processing of feelings and all the influences coming from the surrounding because the moon is like a container. So it takes in, it absorbs. Mm -hmm. And then every planet has this kind of characteristic and role. So the planets themselves, they don't cause events. This is a huge misconception in astrology. They represent universal principles of correspondence between our psychology, the cosmic cycles, the cycles of nature. And that that is this sacred interconnectedness that unites all living things together. So it's another huge topic that I just wanted to mention here that we're not talking about the planets determining what's going to happen to us. We're talking about using the different placements in the solar system at the time of birth to decode what kind of qualities corresponding to the moment of time we're born in and place this person is likely to display and how are they going to go through life with certain, again, drives, beliefs, and motives that can be, of course, corrected when needed for their own good. And of course, it's the client, the person who does that work. Mm -hmm. The astrologer can help bring clarity, can empower, guide, and, and support, but the process and the decisions are entirely uh, in the hands of the person whose chart is being analyzed. Now, because we mentioned self-limiting beliefs, I'd like to give you examples to make this more clear. Yes, perfect. Thank so, you. Absolutely. I, I've i seen charts of people, and, and again, I know uh, your audience is very spiritual, and maybe a lot of people are familiar with astrology as well, but I don't want to make this too technical, just to, to be you know uh, able to illustrate what I mean. Few planets uh, involving Saturn, Pluto, uh, Mars sometimes, and Chiron indicate points of inner wounds, conflicts, clashes, and stress. And when they form a connection or an angle, because you know astrology is often also referred to geometry psychology, because we have a lot of angles uh, based on uh, the distance between the planets and their positions that form <laughs> aspects. So these aspects represent the foundation of the so-called beliefs we form, huh. okay? Because they represent the dialogue between different parts of our psyche. And 
I work with clients who come to me and then we look at the chart and I ask a question about their childhood and we start exploring. Turns out the message they received was something within the lines of, you can be happy if someone else in the family is not happy. So that was kind of reality they grew up in. Maybe there was some trauma, maybe someone was sick, maybe, but a person like that would definitely learn to suppress their feelings and even associate joy and happiness in their expression with something wrong, at the very least out of place, inappropriate. So growing up like that uh, later becomes a behavioral model and and pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So connection is no longer clear for for the person because they think oh i'm not acting out on something that happened to me as a child i'm an adult now yet they might found themselves having difficulties to express feelings in the right moment and and really be spontaneous when it's time to be happy and joyful because this has been associated with something wrong and this is where the chart can help identify through the positions of the sectors talking about childhood, parental home, dynamic, etc. Next thing is connected to giving priority to your wants versus your musts. Okay, if, if I can put it that way, because mm -hmm. oftentimes people think that if they start focusing on what they want, that would mean failing in everything they must do. And to be honest, I went through period like that in my life when I really wanted to dedicate myself to astrology and psychology but at the time I had to I was working in corporate business imagine astrology and corporate business <laughs> two, the two ends of the spectrum right True. yeah and uh, I had a teenage daughter uh, my father's health was really bad at the time so I had too many obligations and, and duties and things to take care of that wouldn't allow me any time or energy for astrology, right? So mm -hmm. I was late at night or sometimes even secretly still doing my charts and reading my things. But although I really wanted, I realized that I have to live and, and do things that I must in this time of my life. And it's impossible to actually make my dream come true mm -hmm. because that would mean failing everyone else who is relying on me. Mm -hmm. And that was a self-limiting belief, let me tell you. I realized that because uh, when we're not sure how exactly to uh, to choose our direction and what to focus on, there is also the self-sabotage uh, happening that is, again, unconscious often. Sometimes people, you know, turn down opportunities that are great for them for whatever excuse or reason that is actually hiding something else deep inside connected to some kind of programming again fear of failure uh for oneself or for someone else so that's why it's so important to bring this to the surface and really understand the true motivation the, the intrinsic uh components in 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 all these moments and major decisions we make and who is really making them is it us as an authentic self or is it all this learned and programmed patterns that we follow and the same goes for also for romantic relationships the so-called love map 
is something which psychologically is formed around the age of six, seven. Children usually witness the relationship between parents and they tend to absorb and kind of store somewhere the idea of what relationships mean. Mm -hmm. If it's a loving one, they do act, seek, and maintain the same kind of dynamic with their partner later if they witness the loving relationship between the parents. However, if what they witness is power struggles or one being victimized by the other, they grow up and repeat that model unconsciously, thinking that, okay, it's impossible for me to to find a good partner because that would mean sacrificing my career or they always try to have the upper hand and and kind of controlling and and forcefully pushing their partner to do certain things and that is again based on some kind of idea a defining moment they witnessed which formed their perception about what is the true meaning of a relationship there are many examples but i just wanted to to illustrate how looking at the sector of the chart responsible for connecting with others, how we relate, mm. what planet brings the energy and how, again, afflicted or, you know, hindered in its function, it could be through other connections it makes throughout the chart. So going through all this is bringing a lot of aha moments for people. It's like peeling, you know, layers uh, until we get to the core. It's very um, revealing and, and emotional, if you want. But when it's done lovingly with support and trust and, and confidentiality and an atmosphere where people really feel that I'm holding that space and, and I know how they feel because I've been there myself, then it's definitely possible to identify a lot of those blockages. And the next step, of course, because there is a next step in my approach and model is to outline specific strategies, including guided inner work, shadow work, so-called shadow doesn't mean something bad, as in everything dark. Mm -hmm. It simply means part of our psyche that we are disconnected from because mm -hmm. they're dissolved, because we don't want to deal with them. But it's all about bringing all this to conscious awareness, understanding it, because acceptance is impossible without understanding. Mm -hmm then start to integrate them and balance them. It's not about denying, rejecting, destroying. It's about achieving wholeness, which is the ultimate goal of the psyche versus living a fragmented, inauthentic life that one way or another keeps us unhappy. Mm. That's a big that word that you <laughs> use there is fragmented. Yeah. You know, yes, because even in society as a whole and in the globe, a lot of feeling that fragmentation, uh -huh. you know, structures that we had within our own lives and our own routines and our own psyches and structures within relationships, within work and with government and, and governing bodies and so on have become fragmented. And Absolutely. so it's interesting to talk about fragmentation in that way uh -huh. and, and how we can bring those pieces together. I call some of that in ways that I used to is gathering soul, right? Because a lot of dis and dysfunction happens through soul loss and not, not really understanding or accepting or knowing ourselves, right? And, and what the true source of our afflictions or our power, where that lies and how we can use that. So I love uh -huh. the path that you're taking people on, which sounds like aware and conscious awareness, 
understanding, acceptance, and then action, being able to restore that power and reclaim aspects of the self that are strengths and not to be blindsided by those hidden agendas of the psyche, if you will, that can hold us back or create self-sabotage, but that Mm -hmm. can actually support us when we come into that place of wholeness. That's really the healing journey, isn't it? Coming into that wholeness of who we are and being a full expression of that. And when we talk about passion, you know, I like to break up the word and have it say pass I on and that oh. I is our soul's expression of what oh, we're wow. here to pass on in this lifetime. And it sounds like for you, you're using the teachings and the wisdom of astropsychology to to guide people on that path, on that healing journey of transformation and knowing thyself, knowing who we are for and learning about all these various aspects of ourselves that are interesting, the part of the con- um, cosmic intelligence, intelligence and the cosmic consciousness as well, mm-hmm. that there's so much that's bigger, that's at play and not so much what we're hearing through live streams and news streams and so on, but to be able to access our soul stream as well and follow the direction of our soul. And astropsychology seems like a wonderful tool in teaching and expertise to be able to do that for people. So can you tell us a little bit more, Angelica, about the process that you do take people through in your work? And maybe even Mm -hmm. if you share a recent client journey to Mm -hmm. bring it home for us and and how this is possible. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for your comment. You put that very beautifully. I, I love that all these analogies you made with uh, passion and, and, and the importance of uh, following our true authentic self and, and nature. Mm. That is all part of the self-discovery. And uh, it's all based on love and it's a very beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't know if you, if you know this, I was really delighted to discover that connection. Uh, cosmos is a, is a Greek word in ancient Greece, it meant it means beauty. Mm. That's why we have the word cosmetics ah, because it means interesting. Uh-huh. Right? So the cosmos is so beautiful, wow. and uh, our solar system, all these processes, and everything that is reflected in our own souls. You know, focusing mm. on the challenges is part of the journey because. After all, we're here to experience what it is to be human and to learn. They call it like the biggest school of life is, is this life on earth, right? Absolutely. But we should be able, we should keep our our senses and our perception of, of the beauty and the love in, in everything. And I think this is very important in those times we live in because, you know, let's face it. We live in times of uncertainty for the past two, three years since COVID and you know, not to bring that in the conversation, but I think it's all the more important now to focus on our personal power and the ability to be a source of self-empowerment, self-confidence, self-direction. Yes. It's not about following any guru or any doctrine and uh, being afraid. Like being afraid is the worst thing that that can happen mm-hmm. actually to i mean it's normal to be afraid that's the reaction of the, the you know this is the ego mechanism of self-preservation that's okay we need that instinct mm-hmm. i'm talking about the damages and and the horrible effect of chronic 
fear. Uh. And a lot of people individually, groups, communities, nations, if you want, are in that state for whatever reason. So the only way to counter this is with this balanced uh, understanding and, and belief that we understand who we are. We understand our journey, not just from the perspective of the ego. And by the way, the ego is the part of us that is conscious of uh, time and space. And that's why it's constantly worrying. Never <laughs> That chatter never stops about what's going to happen. The mm-hmm. self never worries about this mm-hmm. because the self knows we're eternal and, and we're multidimensional. But of course, we need both so we can live here and, and have the the best and the most of this experience called life but again any system and and i love you know this the spiritual practices i i also study a lot of symbolism um not again so much for the divination but to add this additional dimensions to understanding uh the, for example the tarot cards uh, represent an amazing symbolic language that is connected to astrology as well so other people study, uh, you know, history, mythology. I use this holistic approach in in my uh, methodology of teaching astrology because it's important to understand that astrology is something alive that is here. It's not somewhere up there. It's part of life. We encounter it in different ways every day through our own emotions and and life experiences. So. Once this is understood, people become more open to the idea of how this can help them. And uh, to answer your question, I remember a client's story of this woman. She was extremely successful and uh, really a career woman. However, there was something stopping her to reach the, the the very top of what she was capable to. And when we met, she told me that she didn't attend twice two interviews for an overseas promotion because of, I don't know what reasons, one time she wasn't feeling well, the other time she was late, but somehow those interviews didn't happen. And then she felt really miserable about it, but... Uh, she didn't know what to do in her life next so she can actually make the most of her potential and yet something was blocking her so we explored her chart and turns out um, she was very attached to her parents they were elderly people and uh, she felt that she needed to be constantly near them they weren't living in the same house but they were in relatively good health for their age, yet she was visiting them almost every day. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she told me, I think that my biggest problem is how to continue pursuing my career and even accept an overseas promotion, given that I have to take care of my parents. I have to be here with them. So I can't decide which one's more important for me. And then we started talking about where this is coming from, um, uh, Turns out she had an older brother who kind of disappeared, abandoned the the family. And she saw how much her mother suffered when she was a young child. So Mm -hmm. working through all this dynamic, we realized that uh, she formed the belief around living, even though she was 38, 40 already, but leaving the parents meaning without regular visits and being around them 
means betrayal, means somehow a failure as a daughter. And uh, she couldn't really explain it. It wasn't rational. But it caused her a lot of struggle because she kept missing opportunities. So we went through a process of uh, dissecting these beliefs around her ideas, how she should act and, and what she should do so she can satisfy her own criteria of being a good daughter. And she realized that maybe she's overreacting, overdoing and overthinking, following some kind of inertia over the years. You know, in her own head, it was like, if I don't go this weekend to see my parents, something bad will happen. Mm. It was borderline neurotic, by the way, but we explored it. And I pointed out a few factors in her chart, asked a few questions. We did some inner work, explored shadow uh, work, etc. And after we finished the cycle of the sessions, she sent me an email one day and said that she actually accepted a promotion in another city. Okay, it wasn't overseas. It was a city not very far from where she was. But when she told the news to her parents, they were extremely happy for her. And then she kind of told them that uh, this kind of barriers that were stopping her for so many years. And honestly, she was more surprised than they were because she told me, <laughs> I never expected that, that kind of reaction. They told me, but why did you feel you need to be here every day? We never mm -hmm. expected that. We never needed and, and pushed you for that and forced you. We just didn't have the heart to tell you don't come every day. But <laughs> at the same time, we didn't need it, right? right. So turns out mm -hmm. she was really you know, using that script and, and that narrative uh, around this whole thing that if she accepts a, a higher position, that would mean failing her duties as a daughter. And after we explored all this, at the end, she took the next level job she needed, still able to visit her parents, maybe not so often, but travel to back to, to her hometown. And and that was for her a big breakthrough and a big transformation because with it came a huge liberation also mm -hmm. of something that has been blocking her. And most importantly, she felt empowered by the ability to take charge and, and, and overcome herself, her own, you know, self-limiting belief around that thing. So we keep in touch because uh, I love, you know, uh, following up with my clients to know where they are and how they're doing. And that was one of the happy stories, which started as a lot of frustration and missed opportunities to something which was a true example of personal empowerment and uh, a success story. Mm, yes. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yay for her too. <laughs> that yeah, is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can people get a hold of you, Angelica, to be able to reframe these self-limiting beliefs through astro psychology? Yes, that and, and a lot more as well, because yes. again, it's it's like a whole uh, range of different discoveries. Well, I have a website, angelicamatev.com, and uh, I also have a Facebook group, which is called Evolved Astrology Club. So people can find me there. I'd be happy to welcome them in our community. It's not a huge community, but it's a club for a reason because I invite people who are truly interested to learn and explore more about uh, what the different and more evolved levels of astrology can, can offer. So mm -hmm. I'm glad to connect with people there. I have 
weekly live videos, Q and A's, answering questions and presenting various aspects of astrology. And uh, yeah, this is this is the way to to connect with people. I'd love to to hear from your listeners if someone is interested to learn more about my work and most importantly how they can benefit from the approach I use because. It really is amazing. Again, it takes one step further, you know, the self-help practice, which can be very effective, but sometimes we truly need that laser-focused approach and, and expert uh, guidance to, to take, you know, away the, the parts we don't really need to focus on because they're not relevant to the problem or to save us a lot of effort, doubt, and time. So self-help can work to an extent. Then... Of course, people go to therapy, but uh, with all my respect, you know, to to therapy work, it's not as personalized as this approach could be because birth chart is unique, just like every person. Mm -hmm. So there is there is actually no other more individualized um, exploration and analysis than using the birth chart in in the consultation and the session, and. Again, this is an integrative model. That's that's the, the beauty and the effectiveness of it because we can use different counseling, therapeutic, astrological, psychological, and coaching modalities as well put together to uh, to provide guidance and to work with someone towards reaching their goals and um, leaving the process empowered and with a new belief that they can do so much. Yes, yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. I will definitely put those links in the show notes for everybody to be able to click into, explore that and and learn more. You're right. We don't know what we don't know. So it's great having someone teach us and show us and bring to our conscious awareness any of those shadows or hidden aspects of ourselves we might not even have had any clue about before. So thank you for shining the light on this topic. It's been phenomenal. I really enjoyed listening to everything that you shared. So thank you so much for joining me today, Angelica. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I send lots of love to all of your listeners and to you as well. Looking forward to meeting again in yes. the future and maybe talk some more about our shared passion for personal evolution and spiritual work. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you so much. And I want to thank each and every one of you have, that have been listening and watching here today on Wise Woman Wednesdays. And we'll see you again next week. Bye for now.